podcast with me johnny vedmore and i'm here with someone who uh is brilliant <laughs> dan fournier and i hope i'm pronouncing that last name correctly yes, fournier right. oh good uh there Perfect. was a, a a dr fournier who saved my life you know once upon a time in bristol my father was um, a doctor <laughs> ah well your did your father have any uh, sort of like a did, did sex change operation no, no 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 in that case then it was definitely not the same person <laughs> but oh, no okay. indeed i had graves disease and it had been undiagnosed and uh, for 13 years loads of symptoms and it was a dr fournier who was like diagnosed oh. me in like a couple of minutes i was always like always a big fan of the name fournier but this man does some writing i mean people know that i like to write so i'll write articles i try and keep them within about seven thousand five hundred ten thousand words dan could go further than that can't you dan you like to go a little bit further than that dan. but everything you would read will you will pique your interest and will you'll find loads within his work that makes you go oh so that's it oh so that's what's going on of course and a lot of it is like you know documentation from the past that shows the agenda and how they mapped out and how they planned it out i mean i have to say that uh one of my one of the moments when i was uh, first setting up newspaste and i was i was uh putting people's work up to to kind of showcase di different people's stuff and promote it uh it was that that picture of verna von brown i think it is on the moon um and when i first saw it i thought to myself god that's a really good picture isn't it they've really oh. photoshopped that well you know that that's what my thought was straight away and just to you know discovering it's a real you know a real picture then you go okay there's there's oh god that sends shivers down your spine and you are a man dan of cons this conspiracy all around you there's conspiracy you investigate conspiracy really you investigate what they call conspiracy and it's a fascinating you do such a good job i'm really excited about this conversation about having you on uh because um i i i love what you're doing and it is extensive and it is just up my street i know that the people who uh listen to this podcast and the people who support my work uh will go crazy uh for your your, your stuff because what you're doing is the same thing i'm doing which is finding information and putting it in order usually chronological uh or event and how the events went chronologically and then it makes sense you know the whole thing makes sense and knowing everything is the key so um where can i mean i i know you've got fournier uh sub dot uh, substack.com um but where uh else have you been playing your trade before dan yeah there's a, a first of all thanks you johnny for having me on uh you know i've been following your work for not that long but actually i just discovered you uh uh several months ago but i i'm really impressed by your work as well so thank you very much uh, for having me on uh yes people can uh, find out where i write uh primarily from my substack so fournier.substack.com you can do slash about and then there's a list of other publications uh just to mention a few there's activist posts in the us and uh, up here in canada uh there's uh, global research uh, .ca. So that's a site that's been publishing, you know, stellar articles for years. So I have uh, several posted on there. 
Uh, so I'm really honored to be on, on that platform as well. And of course, Newspaste, uh, you're nice enough to allow me to uh, submit some articles and, and post them there. So um, yeah, uh, that's basically where people can find my work. So for people who can see the video right now, I'm rubbing my a glass over my head because it's full of ice and it's boiling hot. How hot is it in Canada at the moment? It's weird because we had a really kind of cool summer, uh, mm -hmm. pretty crappy, and a lot of it was mm -hmm. due to geoengineering, which is... I've, I've been saying this in the park, and people, of course, been looking at me like I'm a loony. I, 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 I'm actually working on... I'm going to work on... I have this a whole month of September just to work on this particular post, so it's probably going to be my longest. It might be 100 pages. I don't know. I did a pre-kind mm -hmm. of post for a calling for... Uh, gathering intelligence on it and i've heard from some canadians uh because i i really want to get this right i've been following this for almost a decade now uh they've been spraying the crap out of us here <laughs> uh at least where i live in in quebec in my neck of the woods here uh since i've returned from china because i returned from china in late 2021 uh and they used to spray in china a lot too where i lived and in, in different cities there so uh, i'm to be honest, I'm pretty sick of it. So it's gonna I'm gonna expose the crap out of it. And like, you know, I've been lied to. I, I've been really patient. I've been last year I've been contacting, you know, Environment, Climate Change Canada, Transport Canada, you know, and I've just been getting lies and lies and lies. So I'm gonna mm -hmm. give them another chance this time. I'm gonna you know, make media inquiries as a journalist, and they they they're gonna get their chance. And whatever they reply, it's gonna be on my on my post. You know, if they want to show their colors. If they, they want to keep lying, well, they're going to expose themselves. I mean, I, so, it's hard. It's hard not to think that they, they, I mean, I would assume that a load of them know that that's coming eventually. There's got to be, they, you, if you build, if you're clever and you build your career on the back of a lie, then at some point you work out that that's happened and you have to accept that that's what you're doing. And I, I'm sure there's a load of them who know that it's coming, and there's a load of others who are just egged on by everybody else and like to think they know, um, but keep within their realm. Uh, I was watching um, a news report yesterday on wind turbines in the UK, and the guy who they had, the climate change guy, expert they had on, was crazy head you were looking mad it looked like they had dragged in anyone they could get off the street to say the nonsense into the camera and then they were going to cart him off again and he looked uh, um as mad as uh, um, a very famous horse commentator horse commentator in the uk i can't remember his name now he looked as mad as him and it makes me think that you know they have to choose the maddest people to push these agendas because uh, it's clear I, I know i did my my own research for the port and down articles um they've been spraying for years and years and years we all know it's happening really glad to see and hear that you're going down that route because um eventually the client i think that's the biggest lie that we've been so so um uh sowed or, or or given is um is the climate change narrative is one of the biggest lies that has almost been able to uh make us capitulate so i'll be re lo really looking for wait so you said china let's go back to the beginning where did you get brought up dan Okay, so just to give a very, very kind of a short summary of, uh, I'm a, I was kind of born and raised, I'm your typical Canadian, I was born and raised here in Quebec, you know, uh, Quebec, we have both, you know, 
you know, French culture, English culture. Um, so, you know, just had a great childhood. I, I, you know, I was born in, I'm pretty old, I'm born in 67. So, you know, I graduated high school in 1984. Heavy years, you know, from research, 67 were heavy years. I mean, and ironically, you know, in 1984, which is uh, when I graduated, but it was like <laughs> the, the, the mid 80s in Canada and many places, you know, US, UK, it was just a fantastic time. The music was just absolutely incredible. I mean, of course, there's great music in the 70s, too. Uh, we were just free as a bird when we were young, and everything was, like, super great. But, you know, like, I spent 13... So, basically, before maybe I talk about China. So, I, you know, I studied computers later on. Then I worked in computers for about 10 years or so. And then I became um, a teacher. So, I taught computers at the beginning and then I uh, you know I did a, a bachelor's in business at the same time uh, a part-time uh, so then I taught business for uh, for a while almost 10 years in the college and then then it was about 2008 I was kind of getting bored a little bit one of the change so I went to China and I was only going to go maybe for a few years but I ended up like 13 years there until late 2021 I came wow. back a few times, you know, of course, to Canada to visit. But when I came back in 2021, late 2021, I just almost had like this reverse culture shock. I just didn't recognize my country mm. anymore and totally mm. flipped, you know, turned, you know, upside down, inside out. Uh, all this COVID madness, uh, like just what was going on with how the news was being manipulated and how, you know, the people were being people, sheeple following, you know, all these absurd like draconian mandates. And they were particularly strict in Quebec. It was one of the worst provinces. Uh, they had, you know, a, you had to have the, a vaccine passport if you were to travel like by train or plane. And I just got back to Quebec just like literally a week or two mm. before that was imposed. Uh, so I thought I would go back into teaching and the, the opportunity doesn't, didn't really present itself. So that's why I had a kind of a, a career shift. You know, I used to blog in China, but, uh, I'm pretty good at researching and writing. So I wanted to, you know, do something new and, you know, start writing. <laughs> about yeah, wait. What you're doing is writing short books. You're writing the type of books that should be, um, sold for education purposes for um like miniature books that you could put in you remember when we were kids and you had like the comic racks that that had some like really interesting short novels or the 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 little bit of a bigger comics you know maybe we should have like more information racks around the place for people like you um because uh, yeah full of information as well some uh, crazy amount of information you you go you you're like me you love sources you love showing people that a lot of people are very like oh it's me look it's all me i'm doing this i'm doing this but it's yeah. not about that it's about going to the sources and finding these things and then putting yeah. them together the jigsaw for other people to see so you're just like a conduit sure. for the truth to be put onto a, a canvas and all uh, yeah, and you do maybe one. maybe what differentiates me from other people too because you know you got this great people i'm sure you heard of james corbett you know he's also mm -hmm. canadian and he's been mm -hmm. in japan for a long time in corbett yeah but, 
but you know, like what, what I can offer people is, yeah, I'll do, I'll do all the research. I'll put all the links, I'll put all the proof there, but I'm not afraid to add a little bit the go deeper and, and to mm-hmm. add some, even the, some speculation. Okay. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a conspiracy theorist side. I don't care. You know, like, even my post, one of my that was my second actual article, and it was about fifty pages. It was why society uh, needs conspiracy theories and conspiracy mm-hmm. theorists, and it was republished in in Global Research. That's and I was, that's that's because I we've submitted been. it, and I was really surprised because their director, you know, Professor uh, Chosudovsky, you know, he's Professor Emeritus from uh, University of Ottawa in mm. economics. You know, he's written so many books. The the, the man is brilliant, and he. He, he said about my article, you know, uh, I can't remember the exact word, but it was something like brilliant article, uh, great analysis or something like that. And so I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so that was my second article. That had uh, the, and- the great psych document in it, the 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 one that uh, conspiracy theorist document in it. Um, that that was just like astounding to sit down because I hadn't read that document before. I, I know I, the CIA I, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was from some sort of like library archive with that I never heard of before as well. That was like got loads of documents, like just loads and loads of documents there. But it was oh, like yeah. I'd I'd never seen it. Like I'd I'd never seen it written down properly before by them. You know, it changes the game, changes your own mind, it changes it changes your psychology. It 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 nudges yeah. uh, you to to see something a different way. And it really like I I mean those things are like when I I remember seeing that and going (laughs) this is why my life is the way it is that that document is like on the root of why um i have like loads of trouble being able to make a living why they they censor people like you and i why they hide everything we say is like it's on that road, you know, and it's a uh, it, so massively important to document these things because even for oh, someone yeah. like me who goes through all of the conspiracies, that is another mind blowing moment. That is another red pill or black pill, maybe even because I mean it, yeah. it makes you realize that your whole life has been a lie, made up, created, and and that document was from like nineteen sixty seven. So that's the year you're born. They're already stamping where you're going to be in the future. We're going to label this baby already. <laughs> pop out boom label him conspiracy theorists next uh <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean that was yeah that was a document and what most people don't know it's a dispatch right so uh it was a cia dispatch for psychological operations but mm. most people only see that one page but i think if i'm not mistaken i think i linked to the document where there's actually something like 20 pages that explains it a lot more in detail uh so basically is to basically um kind of disqualify anybody who was uh skeptical of the Warren Commission uh findings about the assassination of John F Kennedy. We can talk about JFK later a little bit if you want. Mm. Um mm-hmm. so that Oh, are you flirting with me, sir? <laughs> it's, uh, in the conspiracy world talking about JFK is just going straight to the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean we uh, to uh, I don't want to bore your audience for hours on on that uh but yeah. I mean, there's a lot in that particular article on my article, but uh, maybe just a few things to retain. 
uh, is number one is, yeah, there's the, the CIA and all that, but it's more also how the CIA like infiltrated the media, especially with the Council on Foreign mm. Relations, because I have this huge info infographic and you can click on it and get the really, really big, like 6,000 pixels by 5,000 pixels one where you see, you know, all the news outlets, CNN, MSNBC, et cetera, et cetera, you know, all the people they have, you know, in their control. I have a link to the former, uh, one of the editor, one of the biggest newspapers in Germany, uh, Udo Ulfgotti, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah, Udo Ulfgotti. I, I, he came up in my German Marshall Fund article, yeah, Guido Goldman just, in the German Marshall Fund. Yeah, yeah, he just, the video's there. I mean, I have a couple links. Uh, he's just sick and tired of the CIA being, you know, like telling him what to write and all that and how mm -hmm. they infiltrated, you know, even the European, <laughs> because we know, like, just look what's going on with Germany now. They're, they're obviously a puppet of the U.S. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, know, yeah. Well, well, I mean, but they that was it. Like, I think, like, the German Marshall Fund story that I was writing, it made me understand that it was like, that was like Willy Brandt uh, was this outsider from what German society had been, German politics had, uh, had been. And when he took power, it was like he was, I feel like he was probably, if you were to research his background, he was picked up by intelligence. He was a created leader. He was put there to finally give um, uh, power of Ger the German future and the German battle against the East to America through Harvard and through the German Marshall Fund, and then from there on, uh, that that was basically the CIA being given permission to go into Eastern Europe uh, and and the work for, for not for Germany. Germany was paying for their services, and Germany had capitulated capitulated to uh, American British dominance. Like that's what I feel. The, it was those moments um wow yeah i mean there, there was a we could even talk about the oss and how that was mm. a precursor to the cia and i mean that's another whole can of worms there you could talk about forever uh but just a couple other things in, in my article because i go over a few of the conspiracies the actual conspiracies they're still kind of unresolved so to speak of course there's 911 there's so many holes there um you know, there's no plane that ever hit, you know, the Pentagon and, and that supposed field in Pennsylvania. And there's so many other holes in there. And it's, you know, these things never been resolved. Mm -hmm. And but the other one, the even bigger one, I think you talk about we've been lied to is the moon landing. I mean, I just that's one mm -hmm. really detailed section in that post. I mean, if you read that and you cannot come to the conclusion that the Americans did not land on the moon. It was staged in a hangar, you know, in a military <laughs> hangar. Uh, there's proof, there's evidence. I link to it. And, you know, there's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I have a bridge to sell you if you think we went on the moon. I'm sorry. I mean, do your own research, but uh, you know, it's, it's it's clear as day. Um, I mean, I provide, provide so much evidence, and most of that evidence came from a three-hour video documentary on the subject that, you know... For example, they hired expert photographers uh, from the time, you know, like these top fashion photographers in the world and everything, and have them examine the lighting and the pictures, the supposed pictures on the moon. And, you know, there's like shadows coming from different light sources, which is should mm -hmm. be impossible on the moon mm -hmm. and so on. So anyway, I don't want to get all like uh, moonlight no, no, no. and the hey. flatter or anything like that. But uh, uh, I know I, I think you're... 
I think you're completely right. Um, with because I mean, when I I think I was 19 when I realized myself that there was um, one massive hole is that I had this uh, I had I had got this uh, mobile phone, my first mobile phone. It was 1999. You know, having a mobile phone, your first one. This, wow. oh, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a smartphone or anything because these weren't in existence. But it was pretty cool, um, and it looked pretty fancy. And barely anyone had a phone and all of this in my friendship group. So I was pretty trendy. And then um, I learned that uh, uh, they claimed that the technology that sent into the moon that was on the actual spacecraft was uh the same as that was on that phone and i went no no i'm just not doing this i'm just not doing it anymore i believed before and now you've just lost me <laughs> you just lost me very quickly because that doesn't make any sense and they've tried in movies to bash out that theory uh like in apollo 13 they were doing it and they're like oh how can we take away stuff take away stuff take away stuff um so that we can we we can gain more power and stuff like this it's just bull i mean it's just i i how do you think people have left the planet do you think i do you think you Gagar and went round and orbited in some in the shuttle like that around the earth yeah i mean it's hard to say you know like the first man in space supposedly is yuri gagarin right from the soviet union mm -hmm. back then i mean did he go like who knows like maybe probably i don't know it's it's hard i to always say. felt it was like they just out of the atmosphere and it, he yeah. it was like being propelled out and that he would have been in a little pod going and yeah. it, without any control over what yeah. he's doing so it's not like he was he was just he was a man who was fired up there and that spurred on america to say okay we need to make it look like we have otherwise we are losing this whole uh cold war narrative that's going to come next because uh it was a change of how they were perceiving nuclear warfare and etc as well as you'll know um yeah really interesting that's really so yeah no it is it is like super interesting uh uh but if people look look into it and even astronauts have said have said this they talked about the van allen belt that there, there being too much radiation for human beings to go through there i mean i'm not a scientist but uh you, you know there's a, a lot of scientists that say that too, you know, especially astronauts. So like if astronauts are saying that and they lost all the telemetry data, you know, for their moon landing, the most important event in human history and they, they can't find the data, no backups, like. Uh, and they just didn't they destroy everything or something like that. They decided so, they needed to destroy the technology. <laughs> I mean, there, there are more holes in the moon landing like thing than there there are in a block of Swiss cheese. I mean, it just it just mm -hmm. it, it doesn't add up. But anyway, we can talk about more like <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> what lighter light, lighter subjects you don't get more light than space honestly there's zero heavy in space <laughs> anyway yeah so right so but that this is this is the realm that we're in okay for for people who are not red pilled or black pilled listening into this conversation they're gonna hear two loonies going yeah no one went to space don't be silly but when you look at the actual facts of what you would need to get into space, none of it makes sense. Uh, and when you hear what they're made, it's also the reactions from the astronauts themselves, how threatening they've been and how angry they've been on occasion about being questioned. You think if that was the biggest thing of your life and someone questioned it, you'd say, oh, OK, I'm not surprised you questioned it because it's hard to believe that it actually happened. 
uh, that that always know. made me doubt things. That always made me doubt things. So, yeah, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Oh, you want to finish your thought? No, 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 no. I, okay. I, I want to. Yeah, I was going to say, like, just talking about these things, too, uh, because I do talk about 911 in, in that post, uh, September 11 attacks. Uh, but in my, my current uh, series, I think we might talk about a little bit is um, what I think is coming uh, next is a, a giant cyber attack. But actually, the that was part two of a series, and the part one uh, dealt with the they were talking about uh, Werner von Braun earlier, <laughs> just before we hit record, I think, uh, or it might have been after. I'm not sure. Uh, so, like, he apparently gave some warning that they're going to try to pull off this, uh, you know, so-called alien hoax uh, thing. Uh, so, mm -hmm. part one of my series, which is probably 40, 45 pages too. Uh, I, I talk a lot about, there's a whole section on 9-11 on, on too, and uh, let me let me just pull up a little bit here, information, so, um, yeah, because, um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I sorry, I, I lost my thought there, but this, about the September 11th attacks, um, you know, there, there is conjecture that uh, no planes actually hit the Pentagon, that these were holograms and uh, projected holograms, and that um, um, there were explosions. The explosions were legitimate because they were planted mm -hmm. devices, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But that no planes actually went in. And then people will say, well, that's crazy. How can, like, thousands of people see projected, you know, or they can see a supposed hologram in the sky or it's not real. Like, so people might argue that, but then in that post, I, I actually, if people go, it's called the alien deception distraction part one on my Substack, And I also list, I added this, I don't know if it was an addendum, but I added uh, that the technology existed by the U.S. military even two years in the late 1990s to project these kinds of holograms. Mm -hmm. uh, so my article is so long and trying to scroll through there, but it's it's somewhere in there. Well, a lot and, of the... Uh, the, you know, the, 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 the technology existed for that. So, you know, but anyway, the premise of this particular article, too, is, you know, I don't think that there's going to be this kind of hoax, despite, you know, Werner Brown, Von Braun's uh, kind of warning. I think this is all, and they already tested the waters because they had this, uh, you know, these so-called like witnesses that they had testify recently before Congress, right, about yeah, the aliens, yeah, yeah. and we re recovered biologics and and. Why so I felt that was a step go, going towards this. This is that was a, one of the steps going towards them trying this out. Yeah, you're right. It They're is like putting their toes the in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, to me, this is all a distraction. Okay, uh, could they do it? Maybe they'd have the means to do it. It's possible. But I think it's a it's a, a distraction to what they they're really fighting, and we can talk about this a little bit. And this is probably my longest like single article, even though it's part two. It's the cyber attack crisis. So, uh, if you want, we can we can talk about that and why I think that's what's coming next. Yeah, so, well, it's because so. it's the most it's the most realistic next step. Uh, I mean, were they just before COVID? Some big. I think it was an ex-army general or something said oh we've we knew about aliens for ages and stuff and you know we've had a load of little 
bits and bobs around where people have been saying aliens 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 and then we had these hearings recently and i get a feeling that it's just not sticking and they know it's not sticking and covid didn't help with that so i the next step is the doable and this is something so how how i mean it my my i i i saw the um i've studied usenet so the original internet and we're on like internet 2.0 really at the moment in that sense because that was really the original and so the next one uh is on its way um so where where do you think how do you think we get from where we are now and what do you think is going to happen in the future with this yeah i think we can call it like different names maybe we can call it internet 2.0 or whatever it'll be the next generation so the basically the way i see it is that and many other people see it too is that how is it going to be different okay well one of the big aspects of it will be in a, a higher level of increased censorship and you know that's why they they have this whole rules thing of you know, misinformation, disinformation, malinformation. And I was on the, I'm sure maybe some of your guests know about SGT report. I was on, on that show at the end of May. And uh, I said, there's no such thing as misinformation, malinformation and disinformation. It's all information, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. We just need to discern it. So we have like a pandemic of like a lack of critical thinking and discernment. That's a problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but how do they do that? Well, they're going to be doing that with AI and they're going to be doing that through basically just checking everything that goes through all the piping of the internet and through like uh, IP addresses. We can talk about IP addresses. We, we talked a little bit about that before we hit record. Mm -hmm. There's some pretty astonishing uh, things I can tell you about that. And so in my article too, um, well, maybe before I get to that part. So why I think there there's just going to be this Internet 2.0. Yeah, there's the censorship and uh, issue, okay, that they need because they need to shut us up. Okay, people like you and me and <laughs> a lot of us so-called troublemakers, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they have to shut us up because we're, we're exposing everything they're doing, right? Uh, so that's number one. But the biggest thing they need is because they another thing I talk about in the article in both parts is we're coming to the end of you know a global financial system and what they call the fourth turning okay so they need a major event like 911 or you know a major world war or something to bring about the change so the masses will accept okay so what do what do they need the masses to accept? They need the masses to accept uh, digital ID, mark of the beast. Why do they want that so badly? Because without that, they cannot get their global CBDC. I wrote another post uh, about Unicoin, which is kind of a global CBDC that they would be wanting. That's a huge post too, so it must be 45 pages or something. And I go through the, you know, the the structure of the banking cabal, and I talked about that, the banking cabal, the BIS, and all that on SGT report too, because you know these these organizations, they're all based in 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 Switzerland. They all have immunity from prosecution, just like you, people at the United Nations and so on. So, like, 
I almost forgot my train of thought there, but uh, that's a big part of it. So they, they, they want to implement the global CBDC, but they can't do that without a digital ID. And they know both of these things are extremely unpopular. So how mm. do you get people to come on board? I don't see any other, I don't think there's going to be a, another coronavirus pandemic. I think this is also just a distraction. They're testing the waters a little bit, but people are not going to buy into that. But, you know, things of a technical nature, like cyber attacks and all that, most people haven't the foggiest clue. I even studied in computers, you know, we're talking about the internet. I was programming web pages and, you know, monochrome web pages on mainframe computers before, like... <laughs> We, we we actually knew the you know World Wide Web with like uh, you know images even mm -hmm. before images I was programming on it you know so this is next generation um, so what's coming up with these changes uh, they can't get these things unless unless they have some kind of like reason so a cyber attack really fits the purpose why because yeah it's complicated people are not going to understand it and you know they're going to What's going to happen is they're they're going to you know just going to be desperate because if they do this cyber attack they'll they'll probably cut the the electrical grid for I would guess at least a week, okay you know so you know people freak out they can't you know they one or two days without their internet you know or even electricity people freak out you know uh, so imagine one week and then you know that's going to shut down everything global supply chains uh, people will not be able to go to their ATMs. Store shelves are going to, you know, if people have cash, you know, they're going to they're going to get wiped out if they're open, uh, the disruptions and all that. And section five of my of my post on the cyber attack, it focuses on the what I, I would call a test run they had for this uh, that happened in Canada last summer. OK, I think it's July 8th, 2022. Uh, and ironically, that was the date that there was the W World Economic Forum cyber polygon exercise simulation of a you know a global cyber did they, attack. Did they run it in twenty twenty two? Then did they run cyber? And polygon? They ran it later in the year. It was the event was postponed. It was mm. postponed like months earlier for a later date. But it was that had to be to do with 8. the Ukraine Russia stuff. That had to be do because when they for the first two, yeah. I, I think it was the first two that they did was like it was Mikhail Mishustin was heading up all of the stuff, and he was all like there was a load of Russians who were basically helping out with Cyber Polygon. I suppose the last Cyber Polygon had zero Russians involved. Yeah. Well, there yeah, that's it. There was no Cyber Polygon twenty twenty three. They had yeah, 2020, yeah, yeah. 2021, 2022. And then, you know, we know that, of course, Russia invaded the Ukraine mm -hmm. and the first two cyber polygons were organized by, you know, SPER, SPER mm -hmm. Bank or uh, the big Russian yeah, yeah, bank. Yeah. And uh, Bison, B-I.Z-O-N is like mm -hmm. a Russian cybersecurity firm. Yeah, so, some weird like sort of like, yeah. It was all led by, you know, those people. They even had, you know, conferences. They were even connecting with the cosmonauts, astronauts at the International Space Station and, mm -hmm. and everything. And they had different guests. So anyway, it's it's kind of an interesting coincidence. And it's it's very technical in nature how this like Rogers outage happened because there were some like experts uh, who just kind of found some fishy holes in it. And I write about that in my post. And I actually had to 
consult another substacker who's kind of like uh, more comfortable with this technical stuff because i want to make sure i understood it well when you're saying rogers outage for, for people who don't know rogers is a company yeah it's a okay sorry yeah in canada we have like uh rogers communication because in canada we don't we only have two three major providers of cell phone service so it's similar to like at&t verizon in the us okay so in canada we have bell and we have rogers and I think the other one is Shaw. So a lot of them provide both cell service and uh, internet services. Okay. So, but there are a lot of like fishy things that were going on in that outage because they, they said they, they were doing some maintenance upgrade or things like that. But actually there's a lot of fishy stuff going on with the routing because the routing, the packages, you know, when we surf the internet or when I I send you an email or you send me an email or there's a Zoom call or whatever. These packets are flowing through the Internet back and forth, right? But they go through plumbing. They go through pipes, right? They go through these major uh, providers, right? Uh, and it's no secret, you know, like if the history of the Internet is ARPANET, right? It's, it's a military kind of communication network, right? So everything that goes through there is all filtered. It could be encrypted, sure, but, you know, I mean it's pretty safe to assume that the at least the US military they they pretty much know everything that's going you know through all these packets so what's interesting so anyway like i present i think it was kind of a cast because like they showed video also they linked to reuters articles about canadians that were really upset about the outage and it wasn't even 24 hours and people were freaking out because they couldn't you know check their facebook uh they couldn't take a tax because they didn't have cash and they only accepted cash that day and the ATMs were not working and you know it was just chaos like in a way and that was just one day so imagine a week yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I think this was a test run to see how people would react to uh that's a little bit conjecture sure uh you know I don't have definite proof but I have suspicions but there's some weird stuff happening with like IP addresses too and something uh, we were talking about pre-record is like literally three minutes before joe biden took office okay uh there's the department of defense they have this kind of like obscure division called the dds Def defense digital service okay and they actually owned uh collectively like 175 million ip addresses okay and they transferred that to this obscure company called Global Resource Systems, which I believe is based in Florida. And this was three minutes before Biden took office. I don't know why. Exactly what, what, so what are time. what are all of those? That's the creation of a load of um, like IP addresses that would be used for bots, used for AI. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but ways. it's kind of. It's kind of like let's say uh, I don't know you 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 have a your newspace.com okay you install that there's a server newspace.com if you go you could go IP domain lookup or something it'll give you a number like 13.12.155.2 or something like that right those are IP addresses so that mm -hmm. only belongs to you right so any traffic flowing uh it'll go there but you let's say uh let's say they don't like you okay and the that particular ip address they can ban it 
okay and they could no mm -hmm. traffic will go to or from there okay if they don't like you that's the unplug that's a way to unplug you they already do this with like uh to prevent spam from flowing on the internet okay yeah, 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 yeah. now what exactly are these 175 million ip addresses i'm not exactly sure you know but because it's the basically the department of defense and arpa that created the internet they have somehow had all these addresses why are they transferring them to this obscure company? They have a website, but there's nothing on there. I'm not exactly mm. sure, but I have a feeling maybe they. I, I haven't. I only read about this this morning, so I haven't had chance to to dig in deeper. But I have a feeling that maybe this has to do with Internet 2.0. Look at the changes happening on X, uh, formerly called Twitter. I think that a lot of like the new internet is going to be filtered through these ip addresses but i could be wrong because this is very technical and <laughs> and maybe a lot of techies will, will point out the you know some nuances some holes in, in my thing but I, like i said i haven't done the full deep dive yet i need to consult with some other people on this uh, a little bit it sounds like it on. but 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 i mean what it did, does is it puts 180 million players on the battlefield that's a digital battlefield it's something along those lines yeah and just to give you an idea of the numbers 175 million ip addresses is the equivalent yes. of what we have in china where china telecom is the biggest provider of, of you know internet uh, sites and internet in china right so it's like bigger than that and AT&T combined, okay? So that gives you an idea. We're not talking about like a small little corner of the internet. We're no, talking no, this... about a pretty large percentage. Uh, I don't know uh, that amounts to what if it's like uh, 6 or 16%. I don't know the exact number, but it's 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 a pretty big chunk, you know. It's turning so out. Now, now we're going into total fifth generation warfare this is coming yeah this and is this is where the ai tie ai ties in because i think there's too much traffic to monitor and everything so they're going to be using ai and that's why it, you know x platform just changed its terms of service uh, uh even zoom 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 also i think last year they got some pushback because they changed their terms of service and they said that uh uh, they're going to permit uh, some AI kind of like testing kind of thing. And then uh, people got angry and I think they removed it afterwards from their terms mm -hmm. of service. It might still be in there. I don't know. Uh, but X also, they just recently made some of these changes too. And then they want to collect people's, they can say, they can tell the collector bio, biometric information. Okay. Your face, uh, you know, tag your pictures, things like that. Facebook already does this. Uh, this is usually done kind of without your consent of, unless you go change some certain settings uh but you know they're obviously doing it uh they've done it in china china it's everywhere because i live there <laughs> you know i know mm. there's cameras everywhere they do it um so they're doing these things and it, it's it's gonna be a, a a pretty tyrannical control grid if you start having things like ai dictate you know you know like what traffic can flow, who can post what, uh, you know, what can be considered hate speech, uh, this, that, or the other. I mean, even in China, even like five years ago, they had like court cases in, in Shenzhen where I, where I was. They, it wasn't judges ruling like cases. It was AI programs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine how tyrannical this could get, you know, you, you would have like no recourse. Uh, so, Anyway, it's, maybe because 
Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say it's so complicated with AI. There's like what we got now. I, I've been playing around with chat GPT now. Uh, it's really good for some things. It's really good for letter writing. Uh, it's really good for doing certain tasks. But you can see how programmed it is. It, it claims not to be if you ask it. But if you go for a backwards and forwards and you test it out, you watch how it's been programmed. Um, and it tells you as well. It tells you it's not allowed to talk about this. It's not allowed to talk about that. It's you know the, the, these type of things are considered uh, a, 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 could be harmful to people. Could make people upset. Um, but then there's this like uh, there's sometimes where it's just like it 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 it, it takes a while to learn it. So uh, the other day I was able to create uh, a play with Jimmy Savile in it uh, and it was completely inappropriate. And then uh, a couple of chats down the line, it wouldn't let me insert him into anything else. And he was like, no, he did bad things. It's like, well, it took you a while. It, It told me that it never did what it did. And I then showed it what it did. And it said, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't realize that. So uh, I, it's programmed to make you feel as though it's something that's uh, fallible, that's something that, that, oh, oh, yeah, maybe, oh, maybe you're right. You can help me. I, I can help you. So give me more information. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's It's been programmed to be genteel, to coax the information out of people. And I find it like I, I find myself um, t- trying to test boundaries with it because we're all hitting there. Once things are run by AI in a way that's organized, I have no idea what this society is going to look like anymore. And I think we're about five years away from that happening. Um, yeah, so this, think, yeah, there, there's the, different phases in that. Yeah, because like you just look at especially younger generation. I don't want to be critical of younger generation, but, you know, it's just they were, you know, like brought up with, you know, computers from very, very young age. Unlike us, you know, like where it came a little bit when we were early teens or whatever. Um, but nowadays, a new generation, you know, like there's a lack of, you know, critical thinking. And so if you ask somebody a complicated question, you know, their reaction is, I'll, I'll Google it, right? Okay, so that's, and we all know Google, like they have their algorithms, they have a, a lot of, uh, there's a, a A really, really good uh, research organization with uh, with uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, from out in the West and in, in the US, and he wrote a whole book. and You can go on the Epoch Times. He has a great uh, interview with um, is it Jan Jekalik or I forget his name about you know the bias, uh, especially during the elections with Google and all that, and how they manipulate people. And you might get different search results, and I will get mm-hmm. uh, you know and. It, there's a lot of social programming. So the next phase of that would be, well, that's why they're coming out with all this chat GPT and all, and all those like programs is that, you know, for complex questions, you know, there people are going to go in there, ask these AI programs, but you have to look at who's behind them because a lot of them, you know, they're pretty shady organizations behind them and that there's a lot of bias built in okay especially if you do some research about you know because i i I only tried once with one of these uh ai chat programs and i was asking about you know the research of like some really good like uh researchers like dr harvey reich (laughs) you know 
for COVID and all that. And I was asking about, you know, oh, well, what about his research papers? And uh, and they were there. You could tell that they were saying, oh, well, he's biased or almost mm-hmm. like a conspiracy theorist. And like, what, what the hell? Are you I had an about? argument like, about conspiracy like theorists with one, like, published, published guy in, in his particular field in the U.S. And, and they have all these labels and uh, you shouldn't trust him. And like, what the heck? And also you're talking about Chad GPT. Who's behind Chad GPT? If I'm not mistaken, is this guy named Sam Altman? Okay. And uh, he's the guy behind WorldCoin. If you've seen this globe thing, they've been going around the world. You know, you can get your your face scammed and you can get some free WorldCoin crypto. And this, you know, this is this is what we're talking about. Digital ID market beast, because once you give that over, you know, uh, at least voluntarily, uh, that's the market beast. And that's if they if they make any kind of digital ID uh, using that particular biometric data on you you're screwed okay because in the future you know if if you get into these systems not only will you not be able to use their cbdc or their digital payments or cash you will not also not not even be able to travel internationally i remember just a few years ago through hong kong airport um they had the face scan thing and all that and Mm -hmm. a friend told me uh friend told me about this and he didn't want to get that done you know and he said, well, you ha- you can opt out of it, but not many people know that you can opt out of it. You have to go and tell them, I don't want to do this face scan thing. I'll just want to do it regular way. Um, so, you know, all these controls are coming in, and it's happening a lot in the U.S. now where, um, where they're encouraging this. And they always sell it. It's going to be so much more convenient, right? They always sell. People are just being sucked into all these digital kind of like, traps and prisons and they don't realize that it's very very hard to escape once they tr- they flip the switch if they get the national digital ids with cbdc's people are going to have a really rough time trying to escape from there so i would encourage people to use cash as much as possible mm-hmm. try not to get you know things automatically debited from your accounts uh you know if you have to pay your bills online, do it monthly. Don't do automatic payments and all these, these kinds of things. Try to get out of those systems if you can, because the more you get into these systems, the more difficult it's going to be to get out and the, the less alternatives you're going to have, You know, whether it's Bitcoin or other systems of trade and barter. So, you know. I'm, I'm worried about that. I'm, I'm, I'm com- no, you're not. You're, you're, you're uh, saying a load of stuff that a load of people who are listening will find completely and utterly uh, important. Um, which is i i'm so i'm trying not to be negative about the future of cash but it's pretty clear that i'm not in control of making cash so the royal mint down the road from me uh in i think it's um is it Land nation i think it's in Land nation makes uh uh currency for 80 countries in the world i think it is coins only coins uh, i don't think they handle the notes um but basically um like all of this sort of stuff can be centralized in different places because it's money and it's just a central bank that can stop it all of a sudden and i i'm i'm not i'm 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 not optimistic about cash being an option 
in 10 years time um and that there will be the divide within society there has to be a divide within society the people who live outside the cities and the people who live inside the cities and transhumanism and technocracy uh both envision massive mega cities out in the middle with loads of people living in there and outside hardly any people scattered communities uh that have usually been uh then obliterated through war that is uh possible um uh possibly between mega cities because they will themselves then become like the old nation states of the past, I suppose, you know, um, city states, sorry, of the past. Uh, it's interesting how the evolution of nation uh, states have has happened over the years. Now it's kind of going backwards. Uh, people don't really realize it, but mega cities of 20 plus million uh, is what people like Elon Musk uh, want to create. Uh, want to see happen and they there'll be rivals re between them different laws in different places yeah. yet they will be in the same landmass that currently yeah. are a country so let's all disintegrate in a way is so much being lost how can we keep cash i mean is there any ways that you can think of that we could keep cash we'd have to create our own surely and then there would be trust issues serious trust issues yeah, you have to push back. I mean, uh, just a few months ago, the Bank of Canada, our central bank, uh, they did a survey to the general public about, you know, use of cash and the potential for CBDC and this, that and the other. OK, uh, they say, oh, don't worry, uh, cash will always be there. But yeah, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> you know, you can't really trust uh, these kinds of people and institutions. Right. Especially if you see who's behind the central banks, you know, you have to go up the, you have to go up the food chain and several of my in the, my current series in the part one, you know, I display this uh, pyramid, which is if you've heard of a guy named Ronald Bernard, he used to be a very high level banker, you know, and at the very top, he says that, you know, there are probably about 8,000, 8,500 people like the very, very high level bankers controlling everything. Now, some people might argue it's the committee of 300 or a very, very high level, uh, the, you know, rich families and all that controlling everything. Then you have the BIS, the IMF. Uh, and then you have the central banks and then you have, you know, corporations and then you have governments and then the office of the sheeple people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's all about, it's the pyramidal structure. It's all about control. Now, I think uh, if we're looking at these kinds of things, we're looking at digital ID, market of beast, we're talking about essentially control. Do they want total control on humanity? You talked about transhumanism. Uh, the bigger... I mean, transhumanism is only part of what we would call depopulation. I did a, my longest series is uh, I did a COVID-19 Holocaust comparison series, which yeah. is based. It's a did you make the picture yourself in the in in the I think it was in part five where you had um, the 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 barbed wire down the middle and you had the different uh, people from that uh, the Nazi era and then the modern era. Did you do that graphic yourself? That was amazing. Uh, no, I, I, I believe not. But uh, part there were different parts. There's a uh, six six main parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, no, but there was there was part because this is based on the uh, a series uh, called Never ne Never Again is Now Global, which was um, produced by Vera Sharoff, who's a, a first-generation oh, yeah, 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 survivor. Yeah. Uh... And it was promoted by Children's Health Defense to the video and all that. So what I did is that 
because it's a it's a really interesting series. But what, what kind of bothered me a little bit as a journalist too is there were lots of elements of propaganda in it that I didn't like. Okay, because there's the eerie music. Uh, they you know they they kind of show only one side or seem to show one side of things. So I said okay, like you know I like to cut through the bullshit and you know wh whoever's like putting it out. So I I said I went out on the mission. I want to look at each episode because there's five episodes. So I have five main parts plus I have a conclusion at the end. So I went through about two or three of the main claims they had in each episode, okay? So I state them in each of my parts. And then they said uh, during the video, maybe they listed a whole bunch of articles about, uh, I don't know, like some COVID uh, things, articles about ivermectin or this or that or the other. Uh, and then I, okay, I examine object, try to examine objectively those claims. Do they have merit? Do they not have merit? Uh, I think I examined uh, in the conclusion, I forget the exact number of claims, it was 10 or 12, and there's only one that actually I didn't uh, think that they had merit, uh, totally had merit. Uh, but all the others did. So um, people can just look at the conclusion, the part six, I do a conclusion where I give an overview because it's shorter. Because the whole, mm -hmm. whole thing I put into an ebook, which is 100 times my longest post. So, but the part three, the reason I'm saying this, I'm just setting up for part three. Part three was exclusively on eugenics. It was the longest part. It was 45 pages just for that part. And it was on eugenics. So I explored the eugenics movement in, you know, early America in the 20th century, you know, and a lot of it came from England too. Uh, you know, people like Darwin, they were, you were, not only was he a Freemason, but he was a eugenicist. Mm -hmm. And so I can come to no other conclusion that the COVID-19 uh, thing, the woke agenda, and a lot of the open borders, uh, a lot of this are depopulation programs. So mm -hmm. they're continuing depopulation in the 21st century. They just use different names. You know, back then they used to call them the feeble-minded. We don't, you know, you don't want them to reproduce or inferior races. Now they can't say these kinds of things. So they're going to go and they're going to, you know, use this woke agenda and they'll put these 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 twisted labels like uh, gender affirming care, you know, or you know, uh, reproductive rights. Okay, that means abortion. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> gender affirming care. I, I, like I heard someone in a yeah. Okay, I, I, so, I, I hear we hear conversations now on TV, and we we hear it happening, and it's so uh, people are are so emboldened by the, the like brainwashing like people within society i was listening to someone today in a, a, a cafe um talking about uh being pro-abortion uh in a way that was just like it was hard it was hard for me to understand whether she liked life when i heard her words she liked life of any type she she just seemed to be in a, a spiral that she wanted to get out of herself and I'm not surprised that those marry up really well because I think a lot of it is what I'm trying to put a point on here is a lot of it is they're torturing us. Like you say, they torture us, they mutilate us, they uh, psychologically disturb us, they brainwash us, they hypnotize us, um, they make us do what they want, they inject us full of stuff, and um, and we're broken at the end, and then they give you the option eventually. 
do you feel like you want to be here? Because you've got all of these uh, illnesses that seem to come from nowhere, but might be the cadmium oxide sulfide or whatever they were spraying over, cadmium zinc sulfide that they were spraying over Britain for years and years. Or maybe it's because of all of the other different attacks we have from all over the place that they are doing. I mean, when you're talking about, uh, if we're talking about spraying stuff, I mean, they were through the 50s and 60s in Britain, they were spraying out the back of trains planes uh cars they were they i mean i wouldn't be surprised if at some point there was a guy going down the motorway on horseback spraying chemicals (laughs) over the population and when you saw the maps of where they were spraying and what the how they were spraying everywhere they and that was back then everything got hidden up uh, hidden now so so yeah we're we're seeing an agenda coming um I, I mean, this is why th- this sort of work is so massively important because there are lots of comparisons to be made about these the time we live in now and the Holocaust. Yeah, if you say that to the people who are on the other side of this agenda, a lot of them believe differently. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, just the word Holocaust too. Like, who can say that uh, Holocaust denier and uh, you know all these kinds of like just like climate denier, right? They use these labels, right? To to shut people up, okay, or they call them an anti-Semite. They didn't even know. They don't even know what that means. A Semite, right? What's a Semite? They don't even know that. Uh, but behind all this, you're talking about agendas, okay? So you have to look at the bigger picture and how nefarious a lot of these things are. Because depopulation, you're talking about the spring, or we're talking about. I think before we hit record. Lots of spraying going on here. That's going to be my next big article I'm working on for the whole month about geoengineering. It's going to be geoengineering in Canada, but it's going to touch upon a lot of what's going on in the U.S. Because a lot of what they're spraying is our poisonous chemicals, and now they're putting a lot more pretty nefarious stuff in there, too. Uh, But you have to kind of look at the bigger picture and what's the mindset behind these people and who are these people and why are they doing what they're doing it's all about control okay uh yeah they want sure they want to do depopulation you know they want to get rid of the us useless eaters as harari uh, wf puppet would say um but you have to look at who's atop this pyramid who are the people who are you know carrying out these agendas, who are their foot soldiers and who are the people behind the shadows that we never hear about and nobody ever points the finger to. That's the very, very top of the pyramid, okay? So just to give you a little bit of a... a, And these are all Satanists at at the very core, okay? Um, Because if you look at this agenda of control and this agenda of control and... People always think it's conspiracy theory, new world order. I mean, there's plenty, plenty that has been written, even for more than 100 years. You can you can look up the word, the, the word and the phrase new world order. OK, this is nothing new. It's been around yeah, 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 since yeah, yeah. at least I, the 1850s. I, I call it personally, I call it the prevailing world order because it's whatever's uh-huh. going at that time. And it just keeps sure. prevailing. And to be honest, that's that's America. That's what America was established for, mm-hmm. okay, specifically for, okay? And I can show you some proof later. Uh, but just to tie in, just to an example, how I like to tie things in, um, connect dots, so to speak, like uh, <laughs> David Icke, David Icke uh, 
mm-hmm. dot connector kind of thing is okay we're talking about cyber polygon so if you look at the cyber polygon i can't remember if it was 2022 or 2021 i think it was 2021 cyber polygon exercise there were there were two main uh, there were several main guests but one of the main guests was steve wozniak mm-hmm. okay you know famous founder from Apple. And we can talk about Apple another day if you want, but that's, you know, just like X or Elon Musk, these these are CIA intelligence creations, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, you you they, guys know about, you guys know about InQtel, okay? You, mm-hmm. InQtel is a division of the CIA or Department of Defense. I can't remember uh, which of the two. I think it's Department of Defense, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, basically they're arms of uh, these agencies and they create these particular tech companies, you know, many are related to the military to come out with different things. Uh, I didn't do a deep dive into Facebook, but you know, that, that that's certainly a possibility uh, that that was one of their creations as well. Uh, I did a post about uh, Elon Musk also not too long ago, and it's just so obvious what his X app, because his X app is basically like the WeChat app in in China. Yeah, yeah. Okay, WeChat is is it's, developed. It's, it, it was Tencent. what was planned in Russia as well. Is what was planned yeah, by Sturbank. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and you know WeChat. I lived thirteen years in WeChat. You do everything with WeChat. You pay for everything. Mm-hmm. You you know during COVID you had it on your phone. You had the QR code to you know to get in and out of places and. Uh, it's really about control. And the last last two years I was teaching there, I was teaching mostly at Tencent, that company, okay? And I taught very, very high-level people in Tencent in different departments. They have a big data department. They have AI. They have, like, a whole bunch of, you know, so I knew what they were working on. And and <laughs> so if you think this, like, the WeChat scare is scary, it's very convenient, very, very convenient. But it's, you know, basically the government knows everything about your life through the, the mm-hmm. application. And they have the open door through it, you know, through the company, even though the company says they will not, you know, divulge private information, but they, yeah. they, do, they do have to by of law, course, right? Course, yeah. uh, and people might not notice, but any company that, any foreign company that does business in, in the U.S., they have to give access to their servers. So there, there's no privacy for their wow. employees or for their operations. That's why they get, they, they you know, they steal all the IP and everything. But to come back to the... Uh, control thing in new new world order. Oh, the, come back to the cyber polygon. I think it's 2021 with Steve Wozniak. Uh, he was interviewed. I think it was a 30 minute session. I didn't put it in my post, but I almost felt like adding an addendum. Maybe I will uh, in the next few days. Uh, most people don't know, but Steve Wozniak. I was talking about Apple and how it was a creation probably of this. Yeah, it's a very satanic organization. If you look, mm-hmm. we can talk about the symbology, but. You know, Steve Wozniak is a very high level, I think he's 33rd degree Freemason. Did, did you know that? Uh, no, you know? no, I did know. I know. Oh, he is. Because there's uh, there's this uh, Vancouver Freemasonry website in the Western Canada in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, it lists also. And if you go to Woz.com, you know, he has his own website. If you go to the archive, the earlier versions, he says he's a Freemason. He just says he's a non-practicing Freemason. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you took you took a you know a, an oath, on, and you yeah. know the oath they take the oath of secrecy, and if they you know uh, reveal the secrets, uh, you know they're gonna 
<laughs> they're going to be sliced up and, and so on. You know, I don't want to get into the gory details. Uh, oh, so I might want to get into the gory, believe, gory details. And just a few, just, okay, just to give you a little bit uh, here, we can get into the fun, esoteric kind of stuff. Uh, I did the, and you you have to check out in Quebec, there's a couple other guys that do, do this uh, podcast called the Big Puff Podcast. So I was on their show a few months ago, and I'm going to be on their, their show at the beginning of uh, October. And we were talking about a lot of the symbology things because, you know, let me just get this post up here. And I want to show you something because when I lived in China, have you heard of a, a chap named Confucius? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, who was Confucius? Just if you can. Oh, uh, there you go. I'll put you on the spot there. <laughs> Well, he he was a guy who lived back in China years ago, uh, and basically, um, he was an advisor. He became an advisor to a load of different rulers, um, and he, I think, he was like, uh, basically, I, 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 I don't know all of his teachings, but basically, don't rock any boats ever. Basically, that's what what. Yeah, I, you're I, right. I, he I, was like, a He was a government advisor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this he lived in a, during the Zhou Dynasty. This is over two thousand years ago. Right? It's it's hard, man. I read. I do read a lot. I do take in a lot, wow. and uh, you know, but but but, but trying trying to remember okay. no, details about such because, things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but he was he's more famous for being a, a Chinese philosopher. Mm -hmm. Okay, Confucius, course, Confucius Institute, you know, mm -hmm. Confucius Institute, if you know Confucius Institute, it's a front for CCP. But anyway, um, mm -hmm. he had this expression, and I'll, I'll read this quote from him, and he is so right. And think about it, this is almost 2,500 years ago. He said, signs and symbols rule the world, not words nor laws. Yeah, he did say a lot of very clever things. I did miss that out. I did miss that out. He is a very clever fella. Yeah, and it, I mean, oh yeah, the Chinese uh, Chinese history is full of those clever fellas who we should oh, be yeah. listening to now. That oh, we should Chinese be looking. Is, yeah. yeah, Chinese history is fascinating. I'm not, I, I probably know more about Chinese history than my own Canadian history. Yeah, uh, because Chinese history is just so fascinating. I have my bookshelf back there. There's a three red volume. I didn't read through the whole thing. It's called the Hung Society. It's basically mm. the Freemasons in China. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, that like makes volume. sense. I got a Hong Kong. I used to get great books oh. in Hong Kong you know, all the time. They used to have an antiquarian book fair. I could find some jewels there. Oh. But, um, oh. Anyway, to come <laughs> back to the the what what he said, Simon <clears throat> rule the world not words nor laws just mm -hmm. look at the go logos of nasa uh you know anything look at the apple logo most people see it every day they don't notice symbols what's the apple logo it's, it's the apple maybe it's it's the apple mm. with the bite mark yeah the, the temptation the <laughs> yeah the temptation garden of eden uh, the 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 descent of mankind the fall i know the, the devil whispering in your ear that's right. You know, so it, it has meaning. It has significance, right? It's the, just like you said, the Bible, Genesis, right? When Eve took a bite in the apple of the forbidden fruit from the Garden of Eden, right? After being ten tempted by the snake. Who's the snake? The snake is Satan, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, despite their warning to God, okay, she disobeyed. Okay. So what does it represent? Okay, it represents how humans choose to disobey God and go their own way. So do as 
thou do what thy wilt or something like that yeah right? it's all of the Just law like yeah. Jay -Z, yeah. yeah another high level freemason mm. says all the time jay-z right so moreover it represents sin okay with all mm. the pain and suffering that happens as a result okay so it represents sinful ways mm -hmm. okay so in a sense it's like it's the result you know of even her husband adam who ate from the fruit and did this act of disobedience from god a god's command so death happened it's not like a physical death but it's like a spiritual death mm -hmm. okay so this the sinful life it results in the damnation to hell okay as opposed to an external eternal existence in heaven right after physical death, uh, the soul lives on. So by choosing the sinful way of life, one is sacrificing one's soul, okay, which uh, which is what the ruling elite who worship Lucifer, you know, Satan, Satan himself, that's what they desire, okay? Uh, even worse, if you look at the original Apple logo, two other things, if you look at the original Apple logo not only has the apple with the, you know, bite taking and but there's more some symbology and this time with the colors. Do you remember they had the rainbow colors? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but there's a problem. There's only have six colors of the rainbow, not seven. Okay, so we can talk about numerology because the number six and seven in numerology are quite significant. Yeah. Okay. And keep in mind, okay, just to do a little parallel. Man the is five, time, the devil is six. And no, not God necessarily that. Uh, but like also the same thing with the pride flag. If you look at the pride flag, it's the exact mm -hmm. same colors as the Apple original logo. And they only have six colors. They don't have seven. Mm -hmm. If you remember uh, a new famous experiment, right? With the prism and the colors. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, those had seven colors. Okay. But why is six significant okay and seven okay so we can look at that uh a little bit so and we're talking about the new world order and all that and those at the very top of the pyramid okay we're talking about freemasons most of the freemasons 99.9 .9 of them or whatever they don't know about who's really really mm -hmm. at the top and those who are really they're just happy to be in the gang they're just happy to be in the gang they're just useful idiots and they don't know it okay even those 33 degrees they don't they're useful idiots don't they don't even know who's at the top they're just following orders okay mm -hmm. uh there's a great book uh jonathan black uh mark booth uh what's the i have the, the book behind me and um What's it called? The Hidden History? I forget. Uh, the Secret History of the World, something like that. Okay, I forget the exact title. Okay, and you can learn a lot in there. And it's basically these, uh, he talks a lot about the mystery schools. Okay, these are the original fraternities. Okay, secret societies. These are the very, very, mm -hmm. like, original ones. Okay, so most of them. Uh, originated in Egypt, okay? Some of them in ancient Greece and ancient Rome, too. So mm -hmm. in Egyptian mysticism, the number six infers to two possible routes one can take, okay? It's like that famous fork in a road, right? Mm -hmm. Whereby an undecided person needs to choose, you know, one path to go along one path or the other. 
So it represents a choice to be made. Number six, it represents, it, we have this in the Egyptian tarot. Okay? But only uh, within duality, like like the two, two choices. Like, okay, yeah, there's duality. One way or the yeah. other, yeah, or, or yeah. good or evil, and the representations. Yeah. That, that yeah, I mean, you know, for symbolism, like the checkered square in, you know, the Masonic temples is the white and the black. You cannot separate good from evil. That's what it signifies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but in Egyptian tarot, there's the tarot card number six. Okay, you see kind of like a cat and you see a fellow in the middle and he's flanked by two women. Okay, and there's one that's kind of like a naked woman. The other one, the other woman is is dressed, right? So one of them is representing his conscience and the other one is representing his human passions or desires, right? So... On his right, the woman offers him intelligence, knowledge, wisdom, you know, through work and contemplation. While on his left side, uh, he has one that's practically nude, almost nude, okay, offers him an easy path to pleasure, okay? Mm -hmm. So choosing the latter, the easy path to pleasure, will prove much easier than the former, but it's an illusory trap, right? Or he will forego his opportunity to control his willpower and cultivate his conscience. Okay, it's like the easy way out kind of thing, right? Seven is a very important number if you look in the Christianity. In Genesis, the first book of the Bible references God's creations and the creation process, right? In Genesis 2, one chapters 1, 3, it says, uh, I'll just read this here, by the seventh day of God, uh, by, sorry, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day, made it holy. Uh, because on because on it, he rested from all the work of the creation he had done. So by only including six colors, where it's the pride flag or the original Apple logo, they're like discarding that. Okay, so it's a mockery of God. It's a direct mockery of God. Okay, and Egyptian mysticism and numerology, you know, seven represents success through commitment, wisdom, and discernment. Okay. Um, so put simply, the divine spirit, something called the breath of life, is what provides the vitality of life, right? Whether in human beings or any other species is also what we call the mind as opposed to matter. Okay, there's mind and matter. You can read uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, he covers this uh, brilliantly in many of his works. Um, mm. uh, the, I think The Pit and the Pendulum, you should read that. It's it. He talks about mind and matter and that mind came before matter. So like us, we have a body, we have cells and all that. That's matter, right? But it's the mind that controls. It's, it's our spirit that like brings everything to life, right? It's mm-hmm. the breath of life, uh, what people would call. So that these are removed, okay? Uh, so same thing in the pride flag. The the other thing that's quite significant, believe it or not, and this you can look it up online. The first Apple computer. You know how much it sold for? No, six hundred and sixty-six dollars and sixty-six cents. I'm not freaking making this up. They just can't stop themselves, I mean, though, can they? <laughs> like, okay, Steve Wozniak, and you know, there's Steve Jobs. That Steve Jobs was is actually pretty. Sorry, like, pardon my French, but he was a nitwit. Okay, he he was mm-hmm. just a facade for the company. 
Okay. Who played who played uh, Steve Jobs in the in the movie, <laughs> the Hollywood movie? I can't quite remember who did play Steve Jobs in the Hollywood movie. Um. Oh, was Ash, it? Uh, gosh, uh, no, Fletcher. no, He's not Mister CIA himself. I didn't watch it. I, obviously, Ashton I didn't watch Fletcher. it. He's Aww. a very flamboyant, flamboyant Freemason. You can see him with like, uh, like Freemason. Yeah. Up and everything, you know, he this loves is it. not a coincidence. Okay, so he's a he's a Freemason. Mm. Um, uh, I don't want to get into this one; it's it's too long unless you want to. But the, in that podcast, I talk about the. Oh, well, you must know about this because you covered uh, Jeffrey Epstein a lot. You know Ooh, that Bill Clinton painting they found in Jeffrey Epstein's New York mansion with the yeah, go on, go on, all that, right? Tell me more. Yeah, I do know. Oh, you want to know more about that? I want to know more about that right now. <laughs> I want to know everything. <laughs> okay, in, in French, in French, we say attache ta tuque, which means which means tie your tuque with your winter hat because it's going to be a rough ride. D'accord, d'accord. Uh, so I covered please, this please. In, the, in the Big Pop podcast, but uh, like now we can tie in Obama in this too if you want, but. Um, Anyway, they found that painting in the late summer of 2019 in Jeffrey Epstein's New York City uh, mansion. Okay. Now, this was a painting, uh, for your listeners, if they can type it up in Google while they listen to it. But basically, it was Bill Clinton sitting in the, on a chair in the Oval Office. Like he's sitting, sitting to side his side, isn't he? Yeah, sideways on a chair. Side with his leg crossed, oh, and he has his blue dress, and he has this uh, these uh, red shoes. And okay. he's like this. He's like he's something like this, which is like hands yeah. over the top or something. Oh gosh! And there's so much symbology in there; it's crazy. Okay, so I'll, I'll try to make it. Oh, and he's. A it's very hard to look at it. It's hard to look at it for me. I have to say, it's hard to look at it. <laughs> okay, Go on. he's pointing at the viewer too. Okay, he's pointing mm -hmm. at the viewer, right at the viewer. Okay. And behind there's a bookshelf, and you can't really make out the books, but there's one book you can make out too. Okay. No, no. So now most think that the blue draft have to do with Monica Lewinsky because he had an affair with her and all that. Good, but that's not right. Okay. It's the the dress that his wife wore at the 2009 Kennedy Center honors. Okay. It's the same blue dress if you look at the painting. Mm. Okay. Uh, the red shoes he's wearing. Okay, there's different interpretations. Um, red, so red here, the red shoes, they can be symbolic interpretations for many different things. One is feminism, the other is pedophilia, and the other is Satanism. Mm -hmm. And an alternate explanation for the red shoes is also could be in association with uh, the shoes that were worn by Dorothy in the 1939 movie, The Wizard of Oz, right? Because mm -hmm. actually in the novel, uh, she was adorned with silver colored shoes, which represented silver as real money, just like the yellow brick road was gold, the gold standard, right? That people can look, look into that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's some symbolism there. Now, I'll come back to Bill Clinton, but in the back, you can only see one book. Okay, and if you zoom it in like two, three hundred percent, you'll see it's a portrait of John F. Kennedy. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it's actually mirrored because these people are very twisted. They always mirror things to pervert things because they're all about perversion. Okay, so they mirror the image 
if you mirror the image and there's only the one book that was written about JFK, it's called Not in Your Lifetime. It's the de definitive book on the JFK assassination. Okay. So anyway, accord and there's also Clinton, I mentioned, pointing at the viewer. So at least according to an ex-CIA agent, uh, Kevin Shipp, he was kind of a whistleblower. When I blogged, I used to write about, uh, he, I did a three-part series post. He did a long PowerPoint presentation and the oral presentation about the CIA and, you know, um, all the FBI and basically the deep state, okay? And he was, uh, I think he was a counterintelligence officer, so he knew a lot about uh, all these people. And he thinks that this particular painting with the with the book of JFK in back and Clinton pointing at the viewer is was actually a veiled threat directed at Donald Trump. In other mm. words, you better get in, you better get in line and follow the program, otherwise, you know, you're you're next. And we can talk about you know Trump running again, and will they assassinate him? It wouldn't surprise me. You know, why would they choose that collection of things to threaten? He's not part of the club because there's there, there's reason to believe he's also a Freemason because he does this the this the pen symbols all the time. Mm -hmm. One of them is the you know the devil symbols. They have their mm -hmm. own symbols. Oh, but that's being forged into society. It's hard to get. I mean, sometimes it's like yeah, I know, I know. I was like in a, I was in a, a I was in a rock band, man. I was in I was lead singer and stuff. And, and even when I was doing it, I was trying not to do that. But it was yeah. everywhere. It's everywhere. Of course, yeah. it's everywhere. It's kind of like yeah. uh, it's it's one of those things that is within. But um, I do believe that that he is uh, part of the club. Uh, that there's actually okay. a few clubs. Next 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 year, I'll be able to uh explain this in more detail because i'll have um a transatlantic uh group of articles that will go back into a society um and will will show people um that nearly everybody they love is involved <laughs> it's terrible it's actually yeah. it's it's going to be one of the worst series that you could imagine because it just shows everybody everybody's in on it Everybody's yeah, I mean, it. the Freemasons is crazy. I mean, you, I, I could ruin people's childhoods just talking about who's who's in on, on the, you know, these satanic agendas. But anyway, I mean, uh, yeah, Trump, uh, a lot can be said, you know, like, is he in, is he not? Or like, but that's a discussion for another day. I'll, I'll leave mm. it at that for Trump. But, you know, JFK was a Freemason, too. Was he? Um, yeah, and I went, but but they let people into. Yeah, I mean, I remember like a few years after, um, and just before he got assassinated, uh, Bobby Kennedy was standing up at um a Bohemian Grove giving a speech. So so you know it, these they they ha seem to all revolve in the same circles, yeah. and some of them play the 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 fool, and some of them play the yeah. hero. But I think I think he won it out because uh, I think it was a month or so. I can't remember the exact date. It was in 1961, I think. He did a speech at a university about secret societies. Uh, so basically denouncing, you know, all this. I don't know if you know about this particular speech. You can look it up or your your no, audience like members can look it up. It's It's worth listening to. And, you know, just a month or two later, he was assassinated. He also tried to... Uh, 
uh, bring back the, I think the silver certificate notes also in the U.S. I forget the exact executive order, but the, there were $5 bill of silver certificates that had a red band instead. Mm -hmm. uh, so those like, those like got rid of, I think Johnson got rid of those right after him. So there, there, there's reason to believe that, yeah, okay, he was a Freemason, but he kind of wanted to, uh, you know, like, uh, oust these people because he knew what they wanted. But anyway, so, but what's interesting too about this Epstein painting is you might not know, or most people won't notice is, uh, with this, with, with the, his hand that he's pointing at the viewer, you look at it carefully, he has six fingers. Do you mm. know about the finger symbology? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Okay. Go on, tell me. Well, we talked about the number six before. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. like that. There's always six and six, six, six. But anyway, uh, so the six fingers it basically signifies that he's of a special bloodline, or at least mm. he thinks he is, okay? Um, so this goes way back, you know, you can go back, uh, uh, all the way to some scriptures in the Bible and the book of Enoch, okay, where there was a race of giants known as the Nephilim, okay, so they were spun from the interbreeding of human females with, who? With fallen angels or other beings not from this planet, okay? So, um... And these supposedly are the people who have like ruled for centuries, okay, in the last couple of millennia, okay. Uh, there's a lot of work you can read online, like uh, uh, there's there's some good work, references on the Nephilim, uh, JW.org, uh, Violent Nephilim, there's Matrix Disclosure, you can, uh, Nephilim, World of Giants, Forbidden History, Ancient Giants, Gods and Kings. You can read about this. Uh, another guest that's often on the SGT report is uh, Dustin Nemos. Okay, he has a work, I think, called The Children of Satan. You can read about that. And he also has a uh, great information on the Nephilim. Mm -hmm. um, so, and also that's... there's another, go ahead. Go I was going to okay. say, because a lot a lot of that i mean for for people listening a lot of them are going to say you have to be religious to believe this you have to be like to to go that that distance um i i would say in in the reason why i'm uh i i've been i i was brought up uh as a, a christian uh but it easily lost my faith at about 11 was snuck into a, a a christian school uh by having to pretend i annoyed father simon so much that he lied to my school and told them i was confirmed <laughs> and so they let me in i the, the 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 priest hated me so much he was willing to okay. to face eternal damnation but then I've come round in big full circle, and now I'm in a situation where the majority of people that I speak to um, who are Christian uh, have about the best idea of what's about to happen. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. well, it, it's, if you get to the same end game, uh, it looks like the same deal. So I, I you know, I, I have, uh, especially over the past few weeks, I have prayed more than I have ever in my life. So, so I am. Uh, aware that i i i i i think i've been on my own spiritual journey that that leads me to uh is, is not want to call 
uh, the bigger thing a certain name uh, mm -hmm. but I understand that I've got to do something uh, for it um, and it's got to be good because if I do bad then I will get bad back so that's all yeah. I know and yeah. that is completely in line with most Christmas sure. and now we've come up to the point where the world looks like it's going into Armageddon and it's like human created Armageddon and yeah. it looks organized you realize that right okay I, I don't have to necessarily be religious to be down with realizing I need to be on the right side when fighting against people who believe on the other side that they are all powerful they deserve control and they look act and are completely indistinguishable from what satan and the forces of evil that have been described by many uh, a preacher in history uh they, they they're indistinguishable so so what we're seeing now is something that is uh full of just like you know it's got revelations written all over it <laughs> and it's hard not to oh, yeah. go well i i've got more in common with these guys over here who are sane calm and religious um than i do with these guys over here who are going nuts and uh cutting yeah. themselves up who doing stuff that is just psychologically obviously psychologically scarring and then calling psychological scars like sort of like personality and stuff like this and trying to do you know everything's getting esoteric over there i understand i i still i i i pray to whatever this uh, this thing is this it's wonderful it's wonderful but it's painful too whatever yep. this whole roller coaster thing this karmic wave i i always describe it as like yeah. a karmic I, that's that's um you're obviously religious so 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 how long how long have you been like how strong are you religion uh, religiously been throughout your life and yeah. and and has it increased as you've seen this happen yeah i mean okay that's that's a great question actually uh first of all you you were kind of hesitating what to call you know a lot of people call say god but you don't need to say god you can you would you decide okay it could be creator it could be whatever higher power or whatever okay and people you know you can be atheist you know of course that that's fine people can believe that uh but there's still a lot of value and i'm I'm not a bible thumper you know but there's a lot of value in in, in reading the bible because you know it's the prophecies in there are just so incredible. I were talking about the market beast earlier. I mean, I, I gave a few examples. So even if you're agnostic, you're not religious, you know, you're atheist, uh, you could still learn a lot. Okay. And I think there's no denying, even if you're an atheist and agnostic, that there's spiritual warfare going on. There's a lot of evil. Okay. Um, you know, even if you're not religious, it, people can tell there's a lot of evil going on. Okay, and a lot of people who are in these position of control, well, that's who they worship. They worship, you know, Satan. Who is Satan? Satan is the fallen angel, right? Uh, like, often we talk about, okay, even Freemasons, okay? Uh, he's a he's a 33rd degree Freemason. Well, look at the number again. Numerology, number 33. Where does that number come from? Do you have any idea? <laughs> Um, no, 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 no. Okay. Well, talk about Lucifer. Lucifer is the angel who disobeyed God and God banished him, right, uh, to hell. Well, Lucifer, 
he brought a third of the angels that God had created. One third, one divided by three is 33.33 and so on, right? Reoccurring, yeah. That's where they get their number, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, it's all in your face if you just look at it, okay? I, I can give you some more examples later, but um, the six fingers thing, uh, look, it was the same thing, like, Talk about who's ruling the world, all the bloodlines and, and so on. You're, I'm sure you're familiar with the Renaissance painter Raphael. You know, Raphael well, Sanzio. Yeah, but I don't know that much. Tell me, tell okay. me, tell me. So anyway, he had. you can look it up and you can type this at the same time if you want. He he uh, he made a, a painting of uh, the Sistine Madonna, which is, you know, Jesus' mother with baby Jesus. Mm -hmm. There's another lady in the portrait that there's, there's a, a fellow on the left. He's the Pope Sixtus the the fourth, okay. Mm -hmm. And he had he. This one's very clear, much clearer than the Bill Clinton painting. He has six fingers. Now he was mm -hmm. painted by Raphael, okay. Raphael and Michelangelo. You know they were the top two painters during the Renaissance period mm -hmm. uh, for the you know painting for the popes and the court. Uh, sorry, and the church, not the court, the the Catholic Church, right? Like he knows anatomy. They both know anatomy extremely yeah, well. Yeah, he, would yeah, not yeah, paint, like he would not paint the freaking Pope with six fingers, okay? Yeah, that's Unless purpose. he was told to do so. Okay. So mm -hmm. this is symbology hidden. You can look into that. Now, where where it gets really interesting to you is you can look at Obama's official portrait, portrait painting portrait, not his like uh one on Wikipedia where you see his presidential photographic portrait. I'm talking about uh, like the the portrait you can you can type it up in google he's sitting on the um a brown wood chair and the background is a whole bunch of leaves and i didn't really analyze the background but some people say there's uh you know there's allusions to <laughs> to uh adam and eve and the, <laughs> the forbidden fruit and all that but that's not what interests me uh, the most about his painting is his he has his arms crossed and that's another masonic symbol but anyway for another day uh but his left hand which appears on the left hand left hand side of the painting he also has six fingers mm. okay and okay some people might say oh well and this one's less obvious okay it looks like an just an extra little pinky okay mm -hmm. but if you look at who he personally chose as an artist it's it's a black fellow named Kehinde Wiley mm -hmm. who painted this official portrait. He's a very like out in your face, like a cultist Freemason. Okay, yeah, you can you can see he's always doing the hand gestures for wow, different kinds yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. But he did uh, he did another uh, painting piece where you have. Um, there's a 2014 stained glass kind of series installed in the, I think it's in the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts. Okay, you can type this up and you'll see these three kind of church-like, um, you know, like the stained glass, like very vivid colors, like mm -hmm. portraits. So it's a triptych, right? There's three paintings and uh, the, I'll, I'll describe the three. 
uh, just a few observations, okay? And he's photographed in front of it. First of all, he has the, his hand gesture is basically the Masonic triangle <laughs> that mm -hmm. he's showing. And then the three panels, they're just a satanic mockery of the Holy Trinity, mm. okay? Uh, we have that this number three again, because the Holy Trinity is, you know, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so that's how they, um, that's another way they mock uh, Jesus, right? So mm -hmm. the leftmost, most leftmost stained glass uh, portrait you see, okay, uh, the subject is like a man holding a staff, just like Moses had, right? It's a symbol of power and secret or divine knowledge, okay? Um, and it's tipped with a pine cone tip. Okay, similar to those seen in depictions of Dionysus, or uh, Bacchus is the Roman name, mm -hmm. uh, which signifies the attainment of higher levels of consciousness or access to higher realms, the third eye. Okay, uh, and also on that particular one is you see a scroll. A scroll is a symbol of adherence to the secret philosophy. So you said you said scroll and not squirrel then, didn't you? A squirrel. A scroll. <laughs> I heard I heard squirrel and oh, I was just oh. like I, I automatically like I was setting scenes in my head as you're talking and I was like okay a that doesn't make like any you, sense. Sorry go on. That's okay. Yeah. The second stained glass has a figure, uh, which is an obvious description of a man that looks like Vladimir Lenin. Mm. Okay. So this is, you know, like, don't need to lecture you on what happened during the Russian Revolution. Okay. It was basically, it was a big ploy by, you know, the banking elite to get in there and destroy uh, Christianity. Because Christianity was going to be, well, it's already starting to spread a lot there and they wanted to destroy it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the Russian Revolution is all about, you know, destroying Christianity and introducing Lenin's communist takeover of the, you know, the, the powers in the great Russian Empire. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that particular middle glass uh, stained kind of window image symbolizes communism okay so implicitly projecting that that is what to come the united in the united states of america and we could talk about washington dc later how that was all set up in the dollar bill and everything you know like uh <laughs> uh that's anyway we can talk about that later there's also halos for the all three figures in this particular kind of uh three set image so that's, it's a clear blasphemous, a blasphemous attack on Jesus Christ and Christianity. And if you look at the other paintings of this particular artist, he has paintings of women's ho women holding severed heads. Mm. Okay, that's also kind of Masonic. Second, uh, second time that I fought a Caravaggio when you when you've been speaking because earlier on when you were talking about figures with six fingers, I had this feeling: was did Caravaggio ever paint anybody with six fingers? I got got a feeling that he did, and he oh, did a, he did severed heads as well. Uh, famous yeah, he severed heads. Was, that, was it the yeah. severed head of 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 John or Peter or somebody? It, was, it, uh... it might have been David Goliath, and there might be other ones in there. He did mm -hmm. at least uh, one. 
one that's quite famous. Um, yeah. They always had these very black backgrounds. Um, but, you a, know, an amazingly he, interesting guy. I mean, oh, yeah, not yeah. nice, but amazingly he was an interesting. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was, he was a special outcast during the, that period. But anyway, it goes, it goes to, to kind of say, like, you know, like, this is the guy Obama chose because he has, you know, this perso- public persona of being, you know, this, you know, soft-spoken, uh, you know, level-headed guy. But he's, you can, you can see in so many different portraits uh, is Masonic gestures, whether it's the devil. I know there's, okay, the devil could just be rock and roll kind of thing, yeah. you know, but there's all these other, you know, the, he's on the cover of Ebony magazine and the last le- le- letter Y is covered by his head and he has like two devil yeah, horns, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. the symbology is everywhere and you can see him in, in so many yeah. different... Crouching Obama, hidden um, uh, Satanist. No, well, not Satanist, CFR member. All same thing. Um, He's someone who said he wasn't in the CFR at all. And you could tell he's a hidden CFR member. He's out in the back. You know, he's one who's been, oh, let's not, let's like distance ourselves from him and make him leader. Um, Definitely down with the club. Definitely down with the club. It was really sad as well because, oh, man, I, I, I fell for that. I fell for that. I was a sucker. Oh, hope and change. Oh, you give me hope and change. And back then, I would believe it too. And I did believe it. And I was like, I was sure. I remember going into uh, work after the election and someone was saying to me that it was a crock of shit. And me being like, no, you'll, you'll be. It was like a week before I was like, oh, it's exactly the same, is it? Oh, fuck oh man i was hoping change was good though it was good they give you hope for change and nothing's going to change uh uh-huh. because it's the same people in charge just the same yeah. people in charge uh same uh-huh. guys running the shop listen we're gonna have to wind this down now we've been on for a couple of hours this is uh this is amazing because every time you're talking i'm not only thinking about what we're speaking about but i'm like thinking about a load of other things that are interconnected that um i've researched here i've researched there and i get a feeling that one day we're gonna have to collaborate on something um i i know that uh off out off screen over the next uh year or so i would like to pick your brains about the series i'm eventually going to be uh, releasing next year because i think you'll enjoy it very much very much oh, and i don't okay. think anybody is expecting it and i'm working with an a, extremely good researcher who doesn't see himself as an extremely good research he just sees himself as a normal everyday person you know um so yes uh i i i definitely think i'd love to pick your brains about that so we said earlier on uh that your your stuff's available um at bornier.substack.com uh so so is is that the best place for people to find you slash about if they want to get to your link tree or something like that yeah, sure. I mean, uh, yeah, I do. I, I do kind of have, have a link, link tree. I think uh, I can't remember. It's from there. My subs tag. <laughs> For people who can hear the audio um, and, and don't see the picture, uh, I think your kids just come in the room. And yeah, that's why I don't want to show them. <laughs> I know, I know, like, I know, I know. Well, he's coming at the right camera. time. He's coming at the right Listen, Dan. <laughs> Thank you okay. for your time. It's yep. been really brilliant to speak with you. It's I've loved your work. I hope there's more okay. to come. Is there anything right. you want to say before we go? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, just prepare. Uh, people should have a look at my, like, uh, one of my la latest articles. It's, it's not the last one up there on my Substack, but cyber attack crisis, you know, I really think that's what's coming next and people need to get prepared. And at the bottom of that article, I have some tips on how people can prepare too and, you know, things they should consider. So maybe have a look at that. Uh, don't forget, you know, symbols are all around us. Use your observation skills, like what's going on? What can you see uh, when you watch people on TV? You know, learn more about Freemasonry because we're being controlled by a lot of these people who are Freemasons. And, uh, you know, they, they, they worship Satan, Lucifer, and uh, they think that evil is good and everything is perverted. So, like, people, like, need to look into this because... Uh, these, 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 these are the people who are ruling over us. They want more power control. They want complete control over us. And, um, you know, if we give them a digital ID and CBDC, uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really ugly. So people need to spread the word and, and do not comply. Do not submit to this stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so do that, not would comply. Be my, that would be my final message. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one.